Welcome to the Choosing Happiness Podcast with me, your host, Rudrani Davy, the Happiness Lady. In these conversations, we will be discussing an uncommon way to find joy in your life with weekly special guests. Did you know you could choose your happy? Won't you come and play and discover how these magical tools could work for you? Let's do this. Today, my fabulous guest, and I totally adore this lady, Paula, and I don't want to mispronounce your last name, Pierata. I did it wrong, didn't I? Peralta. Yeah, you did, great. you did it with a little flair. Oh, I which did. is so on brand for you, Ronnie. So there you go. Winning. Yeah, why would I? Why would I go change in to try to please me? Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being my my guest today, Miss Paula. Um, would you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you be, what you what you do? The things. (laughs) Cool. Hey, everyone. My name is Paula Peralta. I am uh, currently living in Los Angeles, California. I've been here for about 15 years and I am a hairdresser by trade. I am a facilitator of access consciousness um, and I am an energy and mindset expert. And yeah, uh, my whole like my whole thing is really facilitating people to create a life that they don't need a vacation from. So it's like, what if every day could be a vacation and you're talking about choosing happiness and whenever are people happier than when they're on vacation? So what if that could be every day of your life? (laughs) True story. Gosh, I love the way you put that because, you know, people say, you know, what is it you do for a living? And then I tell them my job because we're, we're both access certified facilitators and, there, and then I have to follow up with, but it doesn't really feel like a job because I really love it. It really makes me happy to facilitate and be facilitated in all the things. So I love that you put it that way. I'm going to, I'm going to have to use that. I like yeah, to, meme. to where they're always on, right. Meme, to where they always feel like they're on vacation. Well, wow. where they're, yeah, they're creating a life. Actually, you're creating a life you don't need a vacation from because vacation, you're vacating your life right? To go away, to check out, to turn off. And what if you actually could create a life that you didn't have to vacate, you could be happy and joyful and creating and doing business, whatever that looks like for you, no matter where you are in the world, uh, whatever time of day it is, whatever the, whatever the situations may be, what if you could still be creating your life? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Paula, I have the props. I love it. I would expect nothing less. (laughs) So for those of you listening, you'll have to go to the YouTube. I just, you know, I just did a little mic drop there. Oh my goddess, I love the way you, I love the way you put that. How long have you been in access consciousness anyway? Uh, I think probably it's been like maybe five years. Um, Yeah, so I actually, I was introduced to it by my friend uh, who I actually own. I'm a hairdresser by trade, like I said, and um, I owned a salon with a woman, Sarah Grandinetti, who you may know, or some of, I don't know if she's been on a guest, a guest on here, but she'd be yes. a great Yeah, amazing. So Sarah Grandinetti and I owned a salon together. And um, yeah, when I came on to work with her, I, you know, we were creating this business and she was starting to, she was doing this thing called access consciousness. Of course, I didn't know what it was called at the time. I just saw her like flying to classes and using tools and her life was changing and getting greater. And um, I 
I kind of would start to see things and then ask questions. And she invited me to attend a taster in San Francisco with her brother, Dr. Dane here. Yes. And so the I was like, founder of Access Consciousness, is, yes, the co-founder of Access Consciousness. And so I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what, I didn't know what any of it was. So I walked into the, the class and um, Dane was doing, you know, he does his ESB sessions a lot of times in his tasters and he actually called me up and um, I had a session with him, walked right in and just walked right up to the stage. I mean, he invited me up and yeah, I mean, that was kind of, that was, the Can end you acknowledge the bold creator you are that the co-creator of Access Consciousness pulls you up on stage for a taster. You guys, this is her first experience as a taster. It's a, it's a little taste and then she gets pulled. Okay, so how was that? What was that like? Um, it was really incredible. I mean, it's funny because I, yeah, it's funny because in the moment, like a lot of what I remember is like, I just cried. Like I was crying most of it and trying to like get it under control. My eyelashes were coming off. It was like a whole thing. And I remember at one point, like trying to stop myself from crying and him leaning down and just being like, it's okay to cry. And, and then of course the waterworks continued. And it was interesting. Cause I don't, I always tell people, I don't, I didn't feel anything in particular. I would say like, I didn't, there wasn't, you know, like a release or you know like I don't know whatever it is like you know the metaphysical mumbo jumbo that right. often you, know, you didn't whatever. perceive anything grandiose but no so I just, yeah I just was like okay cool and um and it was not until after um after the taster we were down I remember all just sitting around with like Dane and Sarah and I and like a couple of other friends and we were just you know getting a drink at the bar and I was asking him like what is this thing like what is that what did you do like what and you know of course like me being me I didn't know that I didn't know that like that wasn't so, you know it's not something people normally ask but I just start like digging and I'm like well what is that like what are you doing like and he just asked me like well what did you perceive and I was like it felt like you actually took like you found like a crack and like ripped it open and like cleared out all the shit and like put in like some like sparkles and like happiness and like some other stuff and and rainbows you know? yeah I was like it's kind of I was like that's kind of I guess like the best way I could describe it and he just said he kind of smiled at me and he looked at me and he said is it possible that you actually already had all of that in you mm. and I was like well that, Dane, that Dr. Dane yeah I was like well I guess anything's possible um and that was kind of the beginning and then my next class was a, an access bars class, except at that time, I didn't realize that you could do local classes and Gary and Dane were doing a bars class um, in Houston. And I think like a, a week later. And so I booked a flight and like flew to Houston for the bars class. Cause I didn't know that I could find one in Los Angeles. Um, and, and it's funny, funnily enough, I didn't, so it was part of the global foundation, I think as well. And so I, but I didn't know, like, like I just bars thought like, day. Oh, that was the first yeah so before. yeah so it was like the bars day and then or sorry it was the bars class and then foundation after that and but I, I at the time didn't even know that people were like staying for an additional class or whatever I just like flew down to choose the bars class and then flew back home like in, in a day so um yeah and then that was really just like the the you know it was the, the start of all of it um wow. yeah. <laughs> that's all she wrote I know oh it's kind God. of funny to tell that story because I'm like, oh, like that is crazy. Like I am different, <laughs> really different. And you know, on a dime, you get on a plane. Oh, I'll just take it from the guys. 
And for those of you that don't know, uh, Gary Douglas is actually the founder of Access Consciousness. Is it is his fault that we are having this conversation to begin with. And he created this, I don't know, 30 years ago-ish. Mm-hmm. We're in 2021. Uh, it's June 17th for those of you living in the future. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. I first was introduced to Access in 2003 because a friend of mine um, who is a performer, singer, songwriter here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I reside, um, had invited uh, Gary to speak at his house. And at that time, Dane, I think was just a student. And I didn't even leap then. I ended, I, you know, I in, saw all the things. And, um, and then there was a woman there that ran bars. And so I channeled and we would trade. And that was my introduction to it. Cause I really didn't know that even bars existed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this, they were talking about all these things and making this really long clearing statement that sounded like it was like 15 minutes long you know, which is now you can just say pod and pock and it's all she wrote. But um, for you, I mean, it's like, what a whirlwind. And then, so what did you create after all of that? I mean, what did you notice with the bars class? And then you did, you eventually obviously took foundation. And- yeah. So um, I think it was like September, October, that first taster and then the bars class. And then I was, I became a bars facilitator, I think by the end of that year. Um, and then I think in another like year and a half, but you know, by the time that was done, I had become a certified, like had all the classes that I required to become a certified facilitator. I think my next foundation was like that February. So um, like, I, I mean, I moved, I moved, pre- I guess pretty quickly, but I, I didn't, I didn't really think of it like that. And it, it just, was, that girl. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I was just choosing and choosing and choosing and my life just kept getting greater and greater and greater and I was happier and happier and happier so I mean that's that to me that was um that was it was working and so that was the value and I really really enjoyed it um I I dealt with depression for a lot of my life oh wow and um yeah so I was like severely depressed and on medication for it And, um, I, yeah, I was like really struggling. Like I would have weeks where I couldn't get out of bed and I would just, I was just like devastated or like, I, you know, I would get up, go to work, come back, like get in my bed and like lather rinse repeat for like days and weeks. And, um, and I will say that the thing for me is like after the bars, uh, first time I had my bars run, like I went off my depression medication, like cold Turkey, which they don't recommend. So if you're watching this <laughs> from depression, like I'm not a doctor, I don't recommend it, but that's what I chose. And, you know, um, and, and I will tell you that like, I've not had like an episode in, in years. And, um, it really is like, I, and I, you know, part of, if you, if you're, if you've dealt with mental illness at all, um, like, you know, that you're often aware of like the triggers when you start to like go into those episodes. And so for me, like, I know what my triggers are. And I also know that, um, and, and to be honest, like it's now I view it in a very different way. But what I will say is that when I start to feel that like, or that crunch in my world, like I get my bars run and it actually creates so much for me and so much space and ease. And I haven't, haven't had to take medication or really, like I said, had an episode, um, since. So it's that, it, that in and of itself, like is that's miracle. It's all I needed. Yeah. I don't really, really, don't really need miracle. anything else after that. Yeah. I mean, I have a, a similar story somewhat. I had a tragic event happen in India, um, where I almost lost my life and then, but I never went into PTSD and I just, 
racked it up as, okay, well, I've had these tools of access before then. And so perhaps that's the reason why I'm not, or maybe I'm just really different and all the things. And then um, interestingly enough, uh, and, and I, I talked to Gary and he said, well, get trifold sequencing systems run through your bars points. And you know what? I realize you guys, we haven't mentioned what, because if this is the first Get Happy podcast you've heard, the bars, 32 points on the head that when you touch them in different configurations can get rid of uh, thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are, you know, no, no, aren't congruent with you. Maybe there were stories you bought or sold or who knows what they are, but it's like getting the, the best massage with their clothes on. And literally, I used to just fall asleep when I would get my bars run because I got them run every week there when I was first trading with this woman. But back to real time, um, I remember talking to Gary Douglas and he said, get trifold sequencing systems run through your bars points, which is something that can really help with uh, depression, uh, PTSD, mental illness, all the things. And I'm thinking, but I don't, I don't have any symptoms. I don't know what he's talking about. But what happens is your body that loves you so much, people, it holds on to all that cellular memory. And when it gets relaxed enough to know that it can rear its ugly head or whatever you want to call it, it comes out. And for me, it was um, on the 10 year anniversary of the terrorist attacks in, in November. And all of a sudden I just written my Get Happy or Choosing Happiness book, um, which is the reason for this podcast. And then I started having PTSD symptoms. And here I'd been in access for a while, but what had finally happened, Paula, from, my, from what I understand and having conversations with my body is it, I was always going, 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 going. And I never gave myself an opportunity to allow those things to come to the surface. And I was taking migraine meds and Advil and birth control and all the things, you know, and what I was doing, um, Gary had suggested I get a homeopath. I was getting off of those things. And those are the things that actually suppress and all that stuff in the body. And then here are the bars were releasing all that stuff. So all of a sudden I started having all these symptoms, but the cool part was, and using the tools of access, I managed to unwind all that stuff in a matter of four months, which that may sound like a long time, y'all, but there are people that have been living with mental illness and PTSD and depression for years of their lives and not been able to find an answer. And yet you say you haven't had an episode, what, since your first bars class? I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think too, like, it's interesting because you say like people that are living with mental illness. And I think that's the thing is it's barely living. Like when you are, when you're dealing with mental illness, like it's, it's just, it's, it's like a shell of a life. And I knew that there was something else possible. I just didn't know like what actually was, I, I didn't know how to get there. I just knew that what my current reality was like, didn't work for me. And, and that's, I think that's the thing is if you're watching this now, you know, when whoever's watching this, whenever you're watching it, it's like, what, like, what life would you like to create? And, and what reality would you like to create? And it's actually possible for your, that your natural state is joy and that you can, you know, be happy. And, and the thing about that, where we get caught up is that that life doesn't have to look like anyone else's life that you've ever seen that's ever existed, like any, in any, in the history of anyone, um, you know, and, and I think that's where we kind of tie ourselves up as we, um, a lot of that, that, that we deal with, you know, in terms of mental illness and things like that is exacerbated because we're trying to be like everyone else. And it's like, if you could actually get to a point where you were choosing and creating what worked for you, even if it, no one else could co-sign on it, right. it's fine. and it's, it's, you know, that's the thing I've, I've been talking to people about this so much this week. It's been coming up like 
you don't have to justify your reality to anyone. And, and so often when we like bend, fold, staple, mutilate ourselves to try to fit a standard of whatever it is, beauty or business or, you know, commerce, like whatever that looks like, um, that's like where we cut off ourselves and actually the contribution that we actually be. And nine times out of 10, like you're not happy. <laughs> I would say 99.99999% times out of a hundred, you're not happy. I have to agree. It's like when you're with a friend that really, um, you know, is in total of allowance of you and is grateful for you and you get to be all of you. And to me, that is true joy, you know? And then, so then when we're with other people that can't receive us, we have a tendency and I say, we have a tendency to cut our arms and legs off to fit into their reality. And what if you didn't have to do that? You didn't have to justify me. That's what I'm hearing you say, mm-hmm. who we are, who we be. I mean, I know how weird I am. I totally get how weird I am. And it's, you know, I have my, my, my people in access that I absolutely adore. And then I come back from all these trips or facilitating and not to say that I don't adore my family and all the other things. It's just that they look at me like I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and they're right in a way, because I'm not willing any longer to not be the greatness of me, to not fully be me, step into me 100%, lock, stock and barrel, no apologies. And if people don't like it, I don't even care anymore. It's like, go away then. But those that can receive it are looking for that for themselves. Maybe I get to be an example of of that, you know? I mean, do you ever people come up to you and say, why are you happy all the time? What's your big deal? Paulo, who, who are you? You know, what drugs are you on? you share (laughs) I mean yeah I think it's funny because I just um I was facilitating a money class this this earlier today and um one of the things we talk about is how money follows joy Mm -hmm. and this one of the these women I think she was from Japan so it was like through translation and like this really amazing conversation where we didn't speak the same language but she's been on now like you know this was like our fourth or fifth session um and So we were having this conversation and she was saying, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what fun is for me. And I don't know what joy is for me. Um, She's like, but I look at you and I see, um, you know, she's like, I see this joy and I see this like vibrancy and I see this life. And, you know, she's like, I, I see it. And I also don't like, I don't, I don't feel like I have that in my life. And one of the things that I said to her was, if you can see it in me, it exists in you. So that's the thing is that people you got you got to get like when you're in that that like the thick of it and you're just like ah and you see someone that is happy like truly authentically joyful and you just feel like you can't get there the the first part is to acknowledge that like if you can see that if you can acknowledge that in someone else it exists in you And even if that's as far as you can go in these 10 seconds, like start there and just truly acknowledge. And and if you can't ask the universe to help you, like show me the magic of me, show me the joy joy of me, show me the fun of me. Um, And just keep asking that question. Because if you can see it, if you perceive it in someone else, it exists in you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that piece about acknowledging. It's like, it's funny because I'm also teaching a money class and (laughs) we're actually on our fourth 10 days starting next week because they want to they just want to keep going and and everybody's making more money so I guess that's why (laughs) including me Um, but it's it's interesting I've said you've got to acknowledge that you hate money 
before you can actually create loving money. And it's the same, you know, or whatever it is, because I found that when we would ask the question, you know, truth, do you actually like money? It was really, uh, people were surprised by what their body was telling them, which was basically, no, I don't. And I said, why would money want to play with you if you didn't like it? You know, and this thing about money follows joy. I mean, I love that with a joy of business with Simone Millicis, another certified facilitator of access consciousness. And that when, the, when I first heard her say that, I was like, what do you mean money follows joy? And of course she has the book, Joy of Business. I think she's getting ready to teach a class as well. Um, brilliant woman, but it, it's true. Why wouldn't <laughs> we have this thing where money to trees and it's, it's the root of all evil and all this stuff. And I never knew this conversation was gonna go. It's kind of a funny thing what this reality perceives as how we should be with our finances and with our lives and with our happiness and our joy and you know all the things wow so you mentioned a tool in this 10 seconds um can you talk a little bit about that tool and access that's one of my favorites yeah i mean i think it's definitely one of those tools that it took me a minute to start to get it and i i will tell you to I always, you know, listen, I'll be the first one to say, I do not have it figured out. And well, I resisted. I totally resisted it for a long yeah, time. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely like, I don't have it perfect. I just know like what works for me. And with something like the 10 second increments, um, the, the premise of it is that in every choice is only good for 10 seconds. And for me, the, why that has become so like such a lifeline and so valuable for me is when you come from this space of um like kind of that sense of wrongness or you feel like you're just a fuck up or you you know you just can't get it right you often then with that it it creates this um this space where you're afraid to make a choice because you think that you're going to get it wrong, right? Like your, your, your core belief is that you get it wrong. You fuck things up. You you're terrible. You're mean, you're awful. And so then you often are paralyzed and you feel like you don't have choice. Or if you do have a choice available, you don't ever want to choose because then you worry that you're going to make the wrong choice. And then that wrong choice is going to lead to another wrong choice. And then you're not only going to ruin your life, but you're going to ruin everyone else's life. Right. So, um, that is kind of the spin out that we often go into when we go into like the anxiety of choosing. And so the thing that's really cool about 10 second increments is what if your choice was only good for 10 seconds. So you have 10 seconds. What would you like to choose in these 10 seconds? Like, cool. I'm going to be on this podcast with Rudrani. And the 10 seconds after that, I could choose something totally different. I could choose the same thing. I could choose to stay on the podcast or I could choose like, goodbye, I'm going to go to bed or goodbye. I'm going to go for a walk or goodbye. I'm going to go eat a hamburger, whatever it is. Right. But it's like, and that's like a silly, like it's a silly example, but it's one of those things where like you, you make a choice and it expires in 10 seconds. So you then, what that means is it opens up this whole space where you can't actually ruin your life because that choice is only good for 10 seconds. And if it didn't work or you're like, hmm, that's not actually what I wanted to create, then you just make a different choice. Or if you make that choice and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like, how's it get better than that? Then you can choose the something, the same thing, or you can choose something even greater in that next space. But really what it does, that 10 second increments is gets you out of that like paralysis of not choosing because you're afraid to make the wrong choice and into the possibilities of like, how much can you create in 10 seconds? And then in the next 10 seconds, like, what would it take for you to outcreate that? 
And that's what's actually available as you start sure. to play with those 10 second increments is that you can actually be constantly out creating yourself in every 10 seconds. And that's what creates the life that's actually available to you. I, I love the way you put that. I love the way you put that. I remember facilitating a foundation class and this woman was like, can I choose to divorce my husband in this 10 seconds? And I was like, well, why don't you indulge in that for a while? <laughs> Doesn't mean that you have to do it. And I said, but you get where I'm going. Do you want to choose to be with him in this 10 seconds? How about the next 10 seconds? How about the next 10 seconds? Okay, maybe you need some alone time for the next 10 seconds. And it was very interesting. Um, yeah, because that, that one has gotten me through quite a few things. You know, I can remember going to a party once that I really didn't want to go to. And I kept asking that question over and over again. And then I met someone that I ended up actually creating some youth down the road. And because I, I, I got that if I went to the party, it would create more for my life. I really didn't want to go. So I just kept saying, okay, I'm going to choose it in this 10 seconds. And because I followed the energy, uh, um, I actually have seven really cool songs in my my songs or whatever you want to call it. So I love that tool, tool so much. I love it. So, okay. The operative question, Paula, how do you get your happy on? <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, I think I get my happy on by choosing it and it looks different every day. Uh, some days it's, you know, moving my body. Sometimes it's eating something delicious. Sometimes it's like playing with people that I really enjoy. Um, sometimes it is just like chilling at home, whether that's in my bed or in my living room or out in my garden, like whatever that looks like. Um, I think I, I choose, I get my happy on by choosing in 10 second increments, um, by choosing to create my life and, um, by choosing what works for me and by being me and all of that, like that ultimately the, the overarching choice there is that I just choose to be me. And like I said, I don't always get it right. And it's, it's not always easy, um, but it is definitely a choice. And, and the more I choose that, the more space I have and the more fun I have, <laughs> the more I then give permission to other people to choose the same thing for themselves. Um, so it just, yeah, like I think being happy, like we make it this complicated thing or we make it so, um, you know, we have to like, reason away, like I'll be, or, or, you know, put it on hold. I'll be happy when this one thing happens or whatever that looks like. And I just, it really is as simple as choosing it. Um, and you know, I'll be honest, like when I was in the depths of depression, if anyone had said that to me, I would have just told him to fuck off. But like, you know, the reality is that it actually is, it, it is a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there are tools available that can create much more ease in getting to that choice um, if that's what you'd actually like to create. So, yeah, I love it. You should have promoted my book. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just said it perfectly. You know, I got asked, well, why did you write this book? And I said, well, you know, I got I got coined the happy lady. And and I know there's a lot worse things you can be called. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm happy. I don't want to say because tools, I was kind of a glass half full person before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't fully authentic to realize how hard I was trying to be happy in, in, in circumstances growing up where it wasn't a happy childhood, you know, parts of it were and lots of it weren't. And so I realized how different I was. And then when I found the tools of access, I went, wow, I can actually really be, I can 100% be me 
and it be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I decided you know, I wanted to write a book that would present some of the tool, the 10 keys of total freedom, which are acts that they're not my tools in this book and several other access tools that, that go along with that. And really once I started using the tools and living the tools and becoming them, that's when the authentic me showed up, the authentic happy lady. Not totally. to say I, I'm going to cry a lot. <laughs> You're wrong. Um, you know, I cry a lot in nature. I cry a lot at beauty. Um, and Folgers commercial gets me every time. You know, it's oh my God, he just came back from the. <laughs> well, I think you Other also. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, because so often we confuse, um, especially in like today's world, there's very much like this kind of toxic positivity culture where people are just like, I'm going to sweep everything under the rug and pretend like nothing's wrong. And I'm going to pretend like, you know, there's no shitty stuff that happens. And the thing is like, yeah, I mean, sometimes there's stuff that occurs that's outside of your control. And it's more about like, it's not about the like, it's fine. Everything's fine. And like, it's not about pretending like it's, there aren't things. It's not about that toxic positivity. It's about actually acknowledging that like, cool. Like I am not a victim of my surroundings, my circumstance, my situations, like nothing happens to me. It's like, I always have a choice. And so it's like really getting to that point where you can acknowledge that, that your happiness is not tied. It's not circumstantial. It's not tied to the things that are going on around you. It's actually a choice and an acknowledgement of your being that really sets you up to move through the world as this interrupt where like, you know, you talk about being the happy lady. It's like you become when you're choosing truly to be authentically you and authentically joyful, that actually is an invitation that's not even, it's a nonverbal, it's an energetic invitation to other people to choose the exact same thing. Um, And if not even greater. So it's really like you being you and you being happy is actually an empowerment to the entire world around you. Mm. Meme. (laughs) <laughs> and getting back to the piece where you were talking about the lady hey if you can recognize it in me if you can acknowledge it in me and it's inside of you too peeps i love that we should make a book of memes uh via paula because dr, <laughs> dr. dane here has a book of memes that is his sister sarah grandinetti yeah. together. and i i i think you could totally challenge him i don't know <laughs> <laughs> lovely wow this has been an amazing conversation. I am so delighted to have been able to to have this conversation with you. And um, if there was one thing you could leave our listeners with, what would that be in our viewers, of course, on YouTube? Um, It would be that being you is the most valuable product in the world. So, so often we go into, you know, trying to create ourselves as something that's like more palatable or more marketable or, more easily received and it's it, you just it's not that hard like you don't have to try so hard just the if you're going to put any effort i guess for lack of a better the energy that you put into that could be into like you actually acknowledging you um and acknowledging that you showing up in any situation like you are the valuable product and you nothing else is actually required beyond that when when you fully choose you I love that so much. Okay, so wow. Where can um, 
where can my get happy peeps find you if they were looking for you paula yes i love that um so uh you can find me on um i have a website the paula or, sorry paula peralta.com uh instagram the paula peralta you can find me on facebook as well basically all so, so social media portals i'm available um oh and yeah it. it's um i have like some really fun classes coming up i have a bodies uh class being you with bodies coming up um i have a class called socially awkward which is about being you on social media i've signed up i'm on it yay thank you uh, i'm really excited that one's coming up in july 5th i don't know when this is going live but um yeah so i mean I, there's there's always stuff out there and you can always come find me we can play and connect on social media um but yeah hopefully i'll see you see you somewhere somehow in the world whether it's online or in real life fantastic thank you again and you guys if you like this conversation or you can perceive that it could help someone else please share it and hit the like button and i'll have all of paul's info paula hey hey paula i'll have all of her information <laughs> underneath where you can find her with ease Thank you so, for having me, you. I'm so grateful. <laughs> me too, my love. <laughs> thank you guys. Until next time, ciao, ciao for now. Thank you so much for choosing happiness. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share, and give us a like. And if you want more happy, subscribe to the Choosing Happiness membership where you can play directly with me, Rudrani Davy, the happiness lady. How does it get any better than that?